Welcome to Real Estate Agent Superstars. I'm your host, RJ Baxter with Intercap Lending, and I have with me today a superstar of the business in the Denver area, Jenny Yusei of, of course, Yusei Realty, who's an awesome real estate agent in the market. So appreciate you taking the time to join me today, Jenny. Welcome to the show. Thank you. My pleasure. Appreciate you inviting us. Yeah, absolutely. So just full disclosure to start off, uh, Jenny and I don't know each other real well. Um, so we're going to get to know each other right here on the episode. Tell me a little bit about your past. Are you from Denver originally or where, where are you from? I am not. I'm originally from Houston, Texas. So I came out here okay. to go to undergrad and grad school over at the University of Denver and truthfully uh -huh. never thought I would stay. I was kind of one of those Texans that thought they would just come to Colorado for a little bit and go back. Yeah. Um, but then I ended up meeting my husband, who was a Denver fireman at the time. and. Okay quickly told me that if we were to continue with our relationship, he would not be moving to Texas. So <laughs> that kind of put the end of that. And so, yeah, uh -huh. for now over 20 years, it goes by fast. Okay. Yep. Sam, yeah. I've been here about 20, I don't know, 20, 22 years now. So. Yeah, I know. I'm like, when did that happen? <laughs> yeah. It's just like, like a blink of an eye. Um, cool. Is he, so is he a native? He's not. So my husband's originally from Cleveland, Ohio. Um, came yeah. out here to be kind of a ski bum, truthfully, lived up in Vail and Beaver Creek. And then he tells a hilarious story about um, he actually became an uh, employee of Vail and then worked through some different channels and ended up being a fireman up in Avon and okay. kind of fell into being a fireman and then decided he wanted to make a career out of it. Moved from the Avon department down to Denver and then, you know, the rest is history. So, yeah, yeah, because you guys are in business together um mm -hmm. and w which one of who got in the business first between the two of you yeah so great question my <laughs> husband was a fireman right and every fireman has a day off job and so as we started dating mm -hmm. being more serious he said hey jen you just got out of grad school you've been taking a lot of tests how about you just go get a real estate test so that we can start flipping properties I didn't have a good reason not to, so I sat down for the test and took the real estate exam to help him and some of his fireman buddies buy some, you know, Cap Hill condos, some kind of single family homes that just needed paint and carpet and touch-ups. This is, you know, 2008. Mm -hmm. So we're starting to see the market shifting. There's some opportunities out there. Oh. So truthfully, I got my license to do fix and flips for firemen on their day off with full intention of having a full-time job and not doing this as my career. Um, so anyways, that all worked out well, and that's kind of how I got started. And then in 2016, he had, um, well, the Denver Diner caught on fire over at Colfax and Spear, and he was on that fire. Mm. And, back. and so through a chain of different things, he decided to leave the fire department early, take an early retirement, and join me in the real estate business. So he runs our operations and does a lot of the back-end um, business side of things. And he's not licensed, okay. stayed licensed, and run the okay. front side. Okay, interesting. So uh, so then, so he does a lot of the back-end stuff with the business. What, what's your role within the brokerage? Yeah, so I'm still in production. I still have buyers and sellers as well as coaching agents and really running our sales team and leading the company. And then, of course, the compliance side, which isn't as exciting, but uh, making sure we stay compliant with our license and our rules and regulations. Mm -hmm. And, of course, deal doctoring and deal helping and strategizing um, for the agents as well. Yeah. Well, someone's got to do the compliance, right? Right. 
<laughs> Necessary yeah. evil. Yeah, I have help, thank God. But yes. Yeah, yeah. Now, did you guys, so when did you actually start, you say, Realty? Was that 2016 or was it before that? No, so I started the company in 2011. So I started as a solo okay. agent um, just by mm -hmm. myself. I had worked through, you know, hanging my license with other companies and having a mentor. And I just hadn't found a brokerage that I really loved. In 2011, the kind of idea of a boutique real estate company was just coming to fruition. It was still a whole lot of big brokerages. And so at the time, I was just struggling to find the right culture fit, to find the right, you know, character of a company that I wanted to align myself with. And so I went solo. Hmm. Did you have a grand vision uh, at the time or was it more like just to do your own thing? I would love to say I saw all of this, but I didn't. Um, you know, in 2011, I knew I wanted to be a full-time realtor. I decided that I wanted that to be my career. Mm -hmm. um, and I kind of just took a leap of faith. I have um, a great story. So the first deal I closed as a full-time realtor was literally the same amount as my 40 hour a week full-time job. So no kidding. I, I put my two weeks notice in, I was working for an amazing oil and gas company at the time. I had told everybody, I don't think it was two weeks, I think I told them like two months. And I said, Hey, you know, when this person is retiring, it was my boss. When my boss retires, I'm going to go ahead and leave as well. And I'm going to start my real estate company to which everyone kind of thought I was crazy. Um, and so I kind of been doing it part-time and literally the last day I was at that company, I closed a sales, my first over million dollar sale, collected that commission check. And I just felt like my stars aligned. This is, you know, the world's way of telling me you're headed in the right path. Go for it. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Nice. Cool. So do you mean like your first commission was the same as you made in a year at your previous job? Wow, that's pretty impressive. My first commission as a full-time realtor. I mean, I'd already been in real estate, what was yeah. that, like four years at that point, but it always been part-time. I joke when I got into this industry, I had three jobs. I would have never hired me as a realtor. I was hustling on all fronts, trying to make the ends meet, trying to make it all work. Um, and then eventually it did. And now this is a full-time job. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah, any, anyone that's a successful real estate agent knows that it's a full-time yeah. job. Yeah. So, so how much difference did it make for you going part from part time and just jumping in full time? All the difference in the world. I mean, this this job industry is so all consuming. Um, and there's good parts of that and bad parts of that. But I think trying to do this as a part time agent was incredibly challenging. And I think really mm -hmm. I was spinning my wheels. I wasn't getting great traction as a part time agent. I was really just doing it for my husband and his friends on the fire department and in emergency services, which was lovely. Um, but it was hard to, it was hard to make, you know, ends meet. I was always, I felt like my time was so scattered. So it was, it was good to go full time. Yeah. Did you, so did you have some, uh, some fear of jumping in full time or did, was it, you had that commission, so you felt good about it or. Yeah, I think it was a little bit of, um, fear, right? I mean, a hundred percent commission is certainly a mindset shift you have to work through. And I also think it was a little bit of um, pride. I had gone and I got my master's degree and I had good mm. student loans that I've now paid off. But when I got out of grad school, I thought, oh my gosh, I'm supposed to have, you know, this job downtown. I'm supposed to have this kind of visualized life and being a realtor full-time didn't quite fit into what I had gone to grad school for. So I had a little bit of 
against my core on, are you really going to do this? <laughs> and then I, I quickly learned that, you know, working in a nine to five setting was not really where my heart was and that it was also a grind against my core to stay in a position that I wasn't passionate about. So I worked it out. <laughs> I think you, you're probably not the first person that's become a realtor or a mortgage lender and yeah. thinks, why did I get that degree? <laughs> you know, it's, I'm not living to my full potential, but then they find their passion, which yeah. is great. Um, what was, what, what was the first thing you did once you became full-time that was different from when you were part-time? I think it's really that commitment. And I think that's the differentiating factor for a lot of realtors is, are you committed to being interested in real estate? Are you committed in being successful at real estate, right? Whether that's for yourself, for your clients, for your family, for your career, um, it's that commitment level. It's the commitment to train. It's the commitment to practice and know what you're saying. It's the commitment to know the neighborhoods, to know the deals, to know the interest rates, to be able to speak intelligently, right? So I think the big difference is that level of commitment. And then on the other side of that is the accountability. You know, you can really start to hold yourself accountable and put your feet to the fire when you're full time. When you're part time, it's really easy to say, oh, well, I didn't get to that because this is only my part time gig. And you kind of allow yourself to just slow track your whole career when you only do it part time. So, yeah, accountability and training and kind of that commitment to the mastery and to, you know, building the relationships as well. That's a huge piece of it. You mentioned uh, a mentor before. What was what are a couple things that you learned from your mentors in the past that have helped you? Oh my gosh! When I first got into this industry, I went with my husband's realtor. So my husband's realtor Val, love her. Um, I'm pretty positive she's retired and then some at this point. Um, but Val was so sweet. She worked for Metro Brokers, and she said, "Oh, Jenny, I'll come show you around the office and you know teach you what I know." Um, so I really went to her house three days a week, and um, she gave me an investor. <laughs> 2008, right? She gave me an investor that I would write literally a hundred offers a week for. He never saw oh. these. And this is pre-CTM. This is pre, I mean, I used to fax the offers into Remax and Keller Williams and, you know, wherever all these offers were being sent to. Yeah. Wild. Um, so I kind of got my feet wet and learned everything from her. Um, and truly this one investor that I became very quick at writing offers for. <laughs> Um, but she was great. You know, she had taught me how the last 30 plus years of real estate had been done. And, uh, anyways, we got to a point where she said, I enjoy working with you, but I am not going to carry your license and I'm going to retire. I think she's retired twice now, but the first time. And, um, anyway, so I said, okay. And so then from there, I went to Keller Williams. I did all of the training courses through Keller Williams. Um, and then that's when I decided I was going to go full time. And then, kind of went off on my own and did my own thing in 2011. But mentors and having people in the industry you can call and ask questions to and just talk through your problems with is so important. I mean, even sometimes just being out loud to someone in the industry, you're like, oh, you know, thinking it through, you get so many good ideas. Yeah, totally. And the best people are totally willing to share what they're doing. Oh, there is so, nothing I wouldn't share. Are you kidding me? Like, yeah, yeah. yes. There's plenty of business out there for everyone, in my opinion. Always it is. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, so did it take off right away for you? Or how, how were those first, how was that first year, those first few months? 
Oh, the first year of real estate's terrible. And anybody who tells you it's not, (laughs) just the learning and the unknowing and um, everything's new and you don't know if something's really a problem until it hits. I was talking to an agent in our office the other day and he was like, I love coming to the office and hearing stories from all the other agents because what I've realized is that some of this stuff never goes away. It's just over time, you start to build up a tolerance and you start to know when something's a big deal and when it's not a big deal and how to navigate some of the challenges of running real estate sales. Um, And I think sharing those stories and sharing um, those experiences are what can make your first year in real estate so much better because it's tough. You don't know. You don't know if you should be worried about a, uh, well, I was talking to an agent yesterday about a special assessment on a building. Is that an okay special assessment? Is that a bad special assessment? Can we get lending mm-hmm. and be able to get lending? You know, like how to navigate some yeah. of the challenges that once you've done that for a little while, you're like, oh, this isn't a big deal. Or, oh, no, we're all done. Just terminate it. We're not going forward. No one's going to lend on it. Yeah. Right? Um, so, yeah, the first the first year of real estate, I think, is rewarding because I had made that commitment to go all in. And I was committed mm-hmm. to it. And then I was waiting. Um, and then the other side of it was truly that um it's hard can you hear me when did it first click for you as far as the business really starting to gain momentum um it really first clicked for me um gosh i want to give you a good answer it first clicked for me i don't know Looking back, I mean, I'm sure there was a moment, but I think for me, once I decided to go full-time and start You Say Realty, I kind of just went all in. I don't think there was an option for it to not click. I think this is the plan. There's no plan B. There's only plan A. Here we go. But I'm yeah. sure there was a moment. I'll have to think about that tonight and see if I can come up with something. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, having that first deal closed that was the same amount as my salary was probably one of those life-changing clicks to see a paycheck and be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe. And of course, we all know that that commission gets split up quite a few different ways, including taxes, but just sure. to see a check that had my name on it for at that time, I was like, this is wild. I never thought in my wildest dreams I could earn something like that. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so when did the, the vision of starting a bigger or, or building a bigger brokerage come to fruition? When did you start thinking about that? You know, I really started growing at the beginning of the pandemic. And of course, we didn't know what was about to happen. But in the beginning of 2020, I just became so passionate about wanting to help other agents have a better life. Right. I mean, this industry can grind you down. It can be very draining. Um, if you don't have a plan, you can literally work seven days a week and not make the income or have the lifestyle you want. And I think agents get into this industry because they think they're going to have more time to spend with their friends and family. They think they're going to be able to show up in ways that they couldn't with a nine to five job. And what they find out after a very little amount of time in the industry, that it's hard, (laughs) they need help. And if they're successful, they have a really hard time showing up for their family and truly being present because they're always checking their phone. They're always trying to wait for a deal to come through for a signature. And all of a sudden the life you wanted, you don't even have, whether you're not good or if you're doing great. So um, in 2020, 
really passionate about trying to help other agents have these kind of pro tips and have these teams and have the support behind them so that they can have a high income per hour and they can participate in their family. So once I kind of so, lit that passion, yeah, I really shifted, not 100% because I do still have buyers and sellers, but I really shifted to really wanting to help other agents make a better life for themselves. Sorry to interrupt you. No, that's okay. Tell me more about how you do that. How, how does it, What does that actually look like? Yeah. So we're a ninja office. So everything you learn in ninja selling, we participate here as a brokerage and provide that support on the back end. So we have, of course, in-house transaction coordinators. Ours are both in the state of Colorado. They're licensed. They've done real estate before, which I think makes a big deal. And they're not just paper pushers. They're not just tracking signatures for you. They do a lot more than that. We also have an in-house marketing team that helps agents with their um, social media helps agents with their listings. We literally have one form you submit when you have a listing and everything's done from you from uh, video to a description of the property to getting your uh, disclosures ready to go. I mean, all of it's done with one form. And so we've really wow. tried to automate uh, what an agent participates in on the back end of administrative things so that you're not clunky. You're not as an agent spending time in front of a screen because let's be honest, Business happens when you're getting coffee, when you're meeting people to show properties, when you're talking about potential listings in people's homes. So I try to really limit my screen time and I try to really limit what an agent has to do in front of a screen too. Nice. So they can focus on meeting with clients, taking them out to look at homes or meeting with sellers. Yeah, I call it the three C's. Agents make money when they're getting coffee, they're writing contracts, and they're celebrating deals with cocktails and their clients. Coffee, contracts, <laughs> cocktails. That's all an agent needs to do. That's I like that. And most of my time when I was an agent. And so I felt like, yeah, three C's. So how did you start building this? How did you find the people to help run this engine, like the back end people? Um, well, we have an incredible tech stack. Um, and my husband is really the architect of that one. So our whole company is based off a of follow up boss. Follow up boss. Yeah. API that allows you to plug in other platforms. So we use Highnote, Follow-Up Boss, uh, Sisu, uh, Real Scout, And so all of that technology is leveraged as well so that you have super uh, efficiencies. So you're only entering information once and it's syncing into all the systems. We also have a business success manager that helps the agents keep their database up. What I found mm -hmm. as an agent is that I hate data entry. I still hate data entry. It is not yeah. my I'd rather talk to people and meet you all day long. Um, and so our business success manager helps make sure that your follow boss account is correct. When you have a sale that you get that new address put in, when you have um, email address that you want to save for a client event or a client list, she's helping you pull your mailing addresses and getting your cards ready. Um, so you're not dealing with any of that. You don't stick in the weeds. And so I guess over time, we'd kind of find the right person, um, or maybe it was the technology first, then we found the right person to help implement the technology, and we kind of built the system that way. Um, yeah. A lot of the company was actually built off of my production as I grew as an agent. I would say, oh, I need a, a marketing assistant. I can't do this anymore. I don't have the time. And so we'd pull in a marketing assistant. And then over, over the years, it's gone from clearly not just helping me, but now helping a whole brokerage. And it's really based mm -hmm. on what I needed as an agent. So in some ways we kind of built the company backwards, um, but in other ways, I think our brokerage is more agent centric and more agent focused. 
because it was built around truly me as an agent. Mm -hmm. So was it hard when you first started making those first hires, was it hard for you to let go and have someone else doing those things? hundred percent. Of course. Right. Once yeah. you've mastered something as a human, it takes quite a bit of leadership. And I think, um, kindness and patience and, and self-awareness to say, okay, I'm going to give this baby to somebody else and uh -huh. I'm going to be okay. As long as that baby is done, you know, my role is 80%. If another human can do it 80% as well as I can, then it's a win. And the truth is the 20% that they do it differently. When I take a step back, normally they're doing it better <laughs> yeah. because they're the right person that's actually cut out for that job. So it mm -hmm. takes me to see the 80% that I'm like, okay, yep, this is what we said to do. This is how it's done. Perfect. And then when I take the time to learn why they're doing the 20% differently, I'm like, oh, yep, that was a better way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You can learn from the people that you hire also. Oh my gosh. Yes. Oh my gosh. I learned so much. That's really cool. So how, how did you, when you first started hiring people and, and even now, how do you make sure that it's things are at least initially before you get the input from your people that you hire, how, how do you make sure that it's done the way that you envision it's supposed to be done? Um, we have a training system through, and it's an online training platform. So as soon as you're hired as an employee at USA Realty or you're an agent at USA Realty, you have immediate access to our training platform where you can search anything in the company and there's a SOP for it. A lot of times there's a video for it or a loom or a scribe so that you have immediate access to how we do things mm -hmm. and kind of a outline of exactly what needs to be done and how it needs to look. It's pretty, nice. pretty well documented nice. at this point. Yeah. Is your husband the mastermind behind that? Uh, he started us with the technology and then the whole company's really gotten behind it because you have to mm -hmm. have a central nervous system and like a document of how your company runs. Otherwise, there's no way you can grow. You're stuck in a cycle of trying to explain right. how to do a listing presentation or how to build a packet or how to build comps. I mean, you have to be able to orchestrate a wide level. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you've tried this, but one of the things that I've done with my team or I've done in the past is have them draw up the SOP or the job description. And that's been a huge um, exercise between us for them to grow as as employees of my team and also to uncover where there might be holes and learn you know learn from each other as far as how we need to button it up because some what i found through that is sometimes they they weren't 100 percent clear onto all their job duties and how it should look have you yeah. tried anything like that yes so in your job description as an agent as staff if there's a line that doesn't have a link to a loom and an sop it's broken so everything mm. that you are expected to do has um, a video, an SOP, all the things behind it, and that's how it's all tracked. So yeah. That's pretty awesome. I but, think that's, yeah. for me at least, that's what helped me to let go because I, I had it organized and mapped out, but I, I gotta tell you, you, you seem way more organized than me. I try to be organized. <laughs> <laughs> a village. <laughs> I could have done yeah. none of this by myself, yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. It definitely takes a village. So, so fast forward to today, how, what's your, what does your brokerage look like? Yeah. So we, um, 
we're located, we have two office locations in Denver. We're at 15th and Blake, and that's our video studio. We're able to produce content. You have lights, cameras, four or five different scenes. Um, so that's great. And then we have another office in Denver over at 1401 Zunai, which is Steam on the Plat, and that's where our day to day office meetings are. We have the option for Zoom and uh, in person meetings. Most people do in person, but it's good to have the Zoom option too. Um, and we train Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, um, talking about sales meeting, kind of general topics that are happening in the industry. We also train on just the foundations of our industry. So we talk about what's happening in title lending, what's happening um, with marketing, Canva tips and tricks, Gmail suite tips and tricks, things like that. And then we also train regularly on um, communication. How are we talking to our buyers and sellers right now? What do we need to be able to say? How are we communicating the interest rate increases? How are we communicating time on the market, right? So we really hone our skills um, on Thursdays with communication. So we have staff in the office five days a week. We have a coffee shop in the building and a brewery across the street. I laugh. I'm like, I have all of my vices within like a parking lot. I have yeah. work. Which it is goes with your three C's theme. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, and you can change out that cocktails for craft beer. I Another agent taught me that too. They're like, just nice. craft beer. Lo love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And you've got a couple offices up in the mountains too, right? Yes. Correct. So we expanded over to Summit County and Eagle County. So Breckenridge, Keystone and Vail. And so we have spaces up there as well, as well as office um, or agents that live in those areas as well. Why, why the expansion up to the mountains? You know, our mountains are beautiful. And as it turns out, a lot of people in Denver like to have a mountain house. So, yeah. um, you know, over time, we just thought it was a smart partnership. Um, to have someone that we can refer our clients to from the city and vice versa. And we also have some agents that have mountain houses as well. And they wanted to be able to participate in the MLSs up there. And I said, let's do it. Um, so uh -huh. it's, uh, it's fun to be able to have the mountain uh, communities as part of our brokerage. Yeah. And um, you were saying you're you're a new skier? New <laughs> <laughs> I started out snowboarding and over the years, I finally took enough hits and caught my front edge. I'm not that good. I was like, yeah. I think I need to venture to skiing and see if I can actually pick this up. So yeah, I'm a skier now. I'm a converted bad snowboarder to skier and it's, uh -huh. uh, it's gone pretty good. I'm not wowing uh -huh. anyone, but I can get down the mountain without crying. So that's, that's good. That's positive. That's, that's <laughs> progress. I'm a snowboarder, so I know it can be okay. painful. <laughs> an edge man that's brutal oh if, it, if you hit it wrong you're in trouble <laughs> no doubt about it and you guys have grown to 50 agents i think you were saying yeah we're right at about 50 agents and um really thoughtful culture really thoughtful growth pattern i'm really just after having a community of agents that are full-time that want to be masters at their craft and do good in the community i mean Realtors are an influential part of a community if they want to be. And um, yeah, that's a huge piece of the, the agents we like to work with. So that's awesome. Where do you see this going? Where, what's, what are your long term goals? Um, you know, we'll be in Denver forever and uh, hopefully continue to grow in Breckenridge and Vail. And that's really it. I mean, I'm not I don't want to grow or be bought or sell or 
I just kind of want to be us in Denver and have a really thoughtful mark in our industry and be a community leader um, in the real estate space as a brokerage that has outstanding agents that are masters at their craft and do well in the community. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, you've had so much success. What motivates you now? Mm, I really think motivating... Uh, not motivating agents, but like participating and doing life with agents and making their lives better is what truly motivates me. I had a really uh, challenging couple of years once I got pretty good at real estate and I don't want anyone else to have to go through that. I don't want anyone else to <laughs> have a hard time with their marriage or their kids or um, have to miss out on things that they shouldn't have to because they don't understand how to leverage technology and they don't understand how to speak to a client easier and, and know how to communicate in a way that's more effective so their phone calls are shorter and their emails get better responses. I just, I am so motivated to help the realtor get elevated and to help people's lives just get better. Um, I, I love to contribute back to our industry in that way. Yes. That's, I mean, it's such a cool approach because I think there's so many agents and lenders that burn themselves out and then they they're killing their golden goose. Me too. We, we, uh, my kids are older now, but when they were little, we were at Disney World and this might have been 2013 or something. That's when the light bulb went off because I was on my phone the entire time in line and taking calls and I wasn't present. I was up until one in the morning working on stuff like in the, you know, outside the hotel room. And so I was tired the next day and I'm like, there's got to be a better way. And yeah. so I think what you're doing is so awesome because there's there there is a lot of uh, brokerages where I think the the mantra is 24 seven. You got to always be on your phone. And I think that's just it's a recipe for disaster. There's no one that's sitting on their deathbed saying that I wish I would have worked more. Bingo. Bingo. Yep. So how do you marry the two? How do you become amazing at your job and your in your industry and also have a life that's worth living and a family that you care about, regardless of what that family looks like, you know? Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's totally what you say, technology and people yeah. and um, figuring yeah. out how to leverage that and being good with it. 80% is good. Yeah. 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 So, I was at a follow-up boss conference a couple of weeks ago and one of the mantras of the conference, which I've really embraced is in 2024, AI will not replace the agent, but the agent using AI and leveraging technology will replace the agent who is not. 100%. It's yeah. like embrace it and learn it or you're going to get run over. Yeah. And your life will be so much better once you do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm certainly looking at, looking at it in my business and it's yeah. making a difference. Yeah. So, I mean, just to pull the wool over your own eyes is going to be it's a recipe for disaster. Yeah. So, um, we'll take off your humble hat for a minute. And I mean, there's so many things that you're obviously talented and really good at, but what is your unique skill or unique talent that you think has propelled you to this much success? Wow. I think I have a real, um, I grew up in the same house almost, well, my whole life, same house. And as a child, that doesn't mean anything. 
when, when it's yours. Right. And then I got older and I got to college and I realized, oh, some people move around a lot. All right. That's kind of cool. I still have the same house. And then I got married and I realized what it meant to have that stability. And then I started doing more volunteer work and really opening my eyes to how other countries live and how other um, parts of the United States are. And I think that level of stability in my home was such an impactful piece of my life. I never realized and so I think that drive to help people also experience home ownership and experience that level of certainty, right? Because life is crazy uncertain. You never know what's coming at you. And I had a pretty rocky childhood for a lot of reasons, but that house was always the same. All my birthday parties, all of my holidays, all of my backyard, you know, basketball games I had with my neighbors, all the same house. And I just think my drive for helping people experience that same level of certainty, whether that's, you know, helping the first time home buyer or helping somebody experience that through investing in real estate and helping the agent that's now able to facilitate that for so many more families. That is where I just can stay up all night, wake up early, teach more, learn more. <laughs> that's just like the going force of passion that um, that keeps the light going. <laughs> That's awesome. Very cool. Um, I want to shift gears and touch on one more thing before we wrap up. Um, you had mentioned how you have a video studio or five video studios that you yeah. guys film a lot of videos and content on. I'm a video guy, obviously doing this and I do a lot of other videos. I'm just curious personally on what that looks like. What do you guys do for video content and what kind of an impact has that, has that had on your business? Yes. So um, we yeah, have the video center and then, you know, all the different little um, couches and brick walls and white walls and wood walls. So you have a whole bunch of different options within one area. And the way I do it is I batch my content. So once a month, um, I used to do it weekly. I'm now down to monthly because I've gotten a little bit more efficient at it. Once a month, I go into the studio for about three hours. I'll shoot reels, I'll shoot YouTubes, I'll do long form, short form. Um, and then it all goes to the different places. We have a company that edits all of our videos online and it's actually paid for by the brokerage and all of our agents have access to it. So all of our agents can easily upload videos, get them edited professionally, have the captions added, music added, emojis added if it's for social media, things like that. And then, man, videos work when you're not. When people are stuck in bed and can't sleep and you're on YouTube, stuff. Um, yeah. the, the turning point for my commitment to video was uh, earlier this year, I had a client, a past client refer their sister and she had called me and I'd missed it and she had missed me and we kind of played voicemail tag for about 24 hours. And she goes, well, it's funny we kept missing each other because I ended up finding you online and I have now watched over two hours of you and I don't actually need to talk to you anymore. I'm ready to just work with you. And I was like, oh. That's hilarious. yeah, and I was like, and sold. If I wasn't sold yet on video, that is it because it's a time. Nice. You know, you've already explained the market on YouTube. You've already explained what it's like to be my client working with me as a buyer, as a seller. You've, I've already explained how to prepare your home for sale, whatever, right? And so it was just, um, it's such a fun way to put yourself out there and to curate what you want the world to know about you. I love video. Love, love. Yeah, video is incredible. And it stays there forever. 
So, so you just gave me a few topics that you like to talk about. So what are some other things that you talk about on your videos? Uh, oh, real estate topics. I've gotten more into the kind of coaching and training and agent related topics. I'm going to do more of that in 2024, which I'm really excited about. Um, really anything. I mean, the market, stories about buyers, stories about sellers, stories on how to get deals done. Um anything. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I put together a list a while back of 125 uh, video topic ideas. And uh, I mean, the, the possibilities are endless. I'm yes. gonna talk about. That's a great thing to do. I love that idea. 125. Yeah. Topics. yeah. Um, we kind of alluded to you're doing video content for agents. Now, are you looking to expand your brokerage and potentially bring on some other excellent agents? We are. We are. We um, will hopefully have a few more agents here by the end of the year. I just think we're in a market that's shifting, right? With mm -hmm. It's been 11 interest rate hikes in a year. I mean, that's wild times. Um, so yeah. how do you make sure you're surrounded with people who are willing to encourage you and be positive and help you train so that the market doesn't get you down? Um, you know, earlier this year, I was saying like market shift means mindset shift. We need to make sure we're there every morning we wake up. Um, so, yes, I am passionate about making sure these agents have a good path, have a positive environment that they're working in. And we're continuing to better the community because what we do is such important work. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, if someone's listening to this and they're interested in talking to you or they're interested in you say realty, how can they find you or how can they contact you? Yes, um, certainly yousayreality.com. Feel free to check out the website. My cell phone number should be pretty much everywhere all over the internet, but if it's not, it's 970-514-8960. Feel free to call me anytime personally, shoot me a text. Um, or I'm also on Instagram at youssay and youssayreality is also on Instagram. So any of those would be great. Awesome. Yeah, I actually just found you on Instagram and you've got tons of content and followers. So that's a great place to follow along with what you're doing. So, yeah. um, well, I, I so much appreciate you taking the time to, um, to be on this with me. I know you're super busy. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. And for all of you listeners that are continuing to listen on to this episode and made it this far, I appreciate you as well. Please consider subscribing and sharing this show to other people so they can learn about it. Once again, my name is RJ Baxter with Intercap Lending here with Jenny Yusei from Yusei Realty, of course. And you all have a great rest of the day. See you next time.